0: Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast, and welcome to our special Behind the Geeks episode for Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geekcentric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for today's quantum-sized interview, we have the tiniest, yet the mightiest hero on the Geekcentric squad, Mr. Nate Shelton. How are you,
1: sir? I'm doing good. Just call me Mr. Antman. Uh, I'm your 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 teacher, Mr. Antman.
0: <laughs> Mr. Antman. Mr. Antman, that's your your teacher's name. That's
1: your that would be my teacher name. Yeah. Okay. I teach small lessons or big lessons to small people.
0: Interesting. To us, and you're in a school of ants. School of ants. ants. School for ants. (laughs) Have you seen that Zoolander? Oh, Zoolander! Come on, man. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I I I didn't know if you had. Um, Before we get into uh, who our lovely guests are, I'd love to let you all know that we will have our spoiler-free review. For Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania out tomorrow at twelve p.m. Eastern Time for you to enjoy. Um, but that's tomorrow's episode. Today's episode features some lovely guests from Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Uh, Nate, why don't you let them know who you had a chance to sit down and chat with?
1: Yeah, I had a I had a, a wonderful conversation uh, with director of the Ant-Man trilogy, Mister. Peyton Reed, yeah. uh, which was so cool. And it was uh, awesome to get a chance to just sort of, you know, break down, I guess his, his where he's sort of come from. They gave a, they gave me like a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, normally for some of these bigger directors, we get five minutes. Um, I got like, what was it like eight minutes or something like that? Which eight is really minutes. nice. Yeah. Um. So, so, you <clears> know, <throat> I, I wanted to kind of, and you'll hear that in the interview, but like, I wanted to kind of ask about not just, the movie that we talked touch a little bit upon that, but but mostly it's it's about Peyton and uh, and is sort of going from you know as I put it you know small to big like Ant Man. Um, so yeah, man, it was a good conversation. But you got to you also got to have a good conversation with somebody who's actually in they've been to. Inside of the quantum realm yes. Yes. I
0: had a chance to sit down uh, with Catherine Newton who is playing Cassie Lang in this upcoming Ant-Man film Uh, this was an in-person interview. Uh, as well, uh, because Toronto uh, was host to the Canadian premiere of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Uh, before we even get any further, I would like to just say a huge thanks to our friends at Marvel Studios Canada, and by extension, Disney Studios Canada, for setting up uh, our interview with Peyton Reed and for inviting me out to take part in both the in-person interview with Catherine Newton and the red carpet premiere. I got to stand uh, uh, behind the... Uh, the sachet lines, if you will, and uh, <laughs> film some stuff, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that after we get through our interviews. You know what? Let's let's not delay any further. Let's get to oh, the interviews. I, oh,
1: I wanted to talk about my favorite uh, types of ants. Can I list them off really quick?
0: You can list them off while they listen to our interviews. So here's our interview okay, okay. with Catherine Newton and director Peyton Reed. Enjoy, Catherine. Welcome to Toronto. How are you?
2: I'm great, thank you for having me.
0: By the way, happy belated. I'm sure you're getting that a lot today.
2: Every day feels like my birthday right now.
0: It's nice that these things are kind of aligned at the moment, right?
2: It is, I'll never forget it. And I love talking about this movie and I've definitely wished for it to be in a Marvel movie on many birthdays. So it's a dream come true.
0: Well, it's been some time since we've seen Cassie. I wanted to know in your words, who's Cassie Lang right now in Quantum Mania?
2: Well, in this movie, we get to see a new version of Cassie. We're continuing the legacy of this character that the fans have already grown to love so much. And I think in this movie, in the little bits you get to see her, you see her heart. You know, she's a young girl who has developed her own opinions and ideas. he has been away from her dad, had to make a choice. You know, am I gonna, you know, be a victim or am I gonna try to be a hero? And I think she's a hero for herself. Um, she leads with her heart. It gets her into a lot of trouble. She's extremely impatient, just like me, and makes a lot of mistakes. (laughs) And it kind of makes her a dork, and I think we're really similar. Like, you know, it's my first Marvel movie. It's really her first big role in a Marvel movie, Uh, and... Like, we're both trying to figure it out. And you can see me trying to figure out how to be in a Marvel movie in this movie. I'm just trying to make everybody proud, and the fans proud, Paul proud, Peyton. And, you know, they trusted me. They believed in me. And because of that, I was able to just let go and be free. And I think Cassie needs that, too. And you see her develop that kind of... She she doesn't know what she's doing. She just wants to make her dad proud.
0: Yeah, she's figuring it out. She's figuring it out. I love that. You know, it's clear in the movie that... Her dad is her hero and is an inspiration as well as hope, and 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 she's surrounded by these, you know, these heroes, yeah. if you will. I wanted to know for you, Catherine, who's a hero for you? Who's someone that inspires you?
2: Oh well, that's really a tough question. Who's a hero for me? Um, I like people who go against the grain and just stay no and do what they need to do. So I'm a hero for myself because my whole life, you know, you have different opportunities. Like, are you gonna go with the flow and be like everybody else and do what everyone else is doing? Or are you gonna be weird and just be okay, like not having them any friends maybe, or like right. not getting invited out to that party or sure. something, or just being behind. I've always been really behind. And um, I really feel like I'm my hero right now because I always wanted this. <laughs> I always wanted to be in a Marvel movie. And like <laughs> I said no to a lot of stuff and I don't know, it just kinda of fell from the sky. Yeah. So me right now. That's great. That's mm-hmm.
0: great. I love that. Um all right, so a last question. I thought we could have a little fun here. I know you're super into golf. You've been in, since you were young. Let's say you're on the golf course and you're going up against Kang and some variants. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, who
2: I do not want to be... play Kang. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I don't wouldn't I play wouldn't play Jonathan either.
2: Majors, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would love to know uh who what other three heroes would be on your team. Uh, to go up against Kang on the golf course,
2: Groot, um, Hulk, and maybe, you know, Kate Bishop, I think.
0: Yes, I was thinking Kate Bishop. Accuracy, totally love that. I also thought of a Hulk. I thought she Hulk. I thought she'd be like, you she know, Hulk, intimidating. Hulk, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Any, any Whoever of hits them. the
2: ball farther. Awesome. They probably hit them both farther <laughs> than me.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. You were outstanding in this movie, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of you Thank in you. The MCU I'm
2: really glad that you like Cassie.
0: Thank you, guys.
1: Hey, Peyton. Thank you so much for joining me on the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Nate. Uh, how are you doing
3: today, and how was the premiere? I'm good, Nate. Uh, the premiere was insane, as you would expect. <laughs> it, was re- it was really, really fun. Those things are always fun to see—not only the fans, but all the people that you made the movie with in the first place. Uh, it was—it was a really—it was a good time. Sounds awesome. Uh, I hope to join you for one one day, as I'm sure
1: you'll continue to make more of these movies. But we've listened—we've made it to the third film now. Uh, you know, when you were brought on for the first film—and pardon my pun here—but you know, was doing
3: a trilogy anything that you could have ever anticipated? Oh, I love it. Oh, you're speaking <laughs> my language now. Um, no, I, I think it, when I when we were doing the first Ant Man at that point it was just like is the audience going to accept a superhero called Ant Man who shrinks and talks to ants that was that was the big <laughs> question right uh, but now like as we go into this third movie we always had in the back of our minds like wouldn't it be great if right <clears throat> but I right. think you can't be too uh, presumptuous and think like you're automatically going to get a second much less a third movie but I feel like um, I love the way that. Scott Lang has progressed in the MCU, in the Ant-Man movies, certainly, but also in the Avengers movies. And and I feel like he's earned his place to be front and center in a in an epic battle uh, like the one we present in Quantumania. So I, I feel like, for me, it's really gratifying. We all grew up with trilogies, right? The original Star Wars yeah. trilogy. Uh, what at the time was an Indiana Jones trilogy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Back to the Future, certainly. Um, so for me, I have to admit, yeah, it was a sort of a... Uh, if, if an unspoken goal, uh, a goal nonetheless. So I'm thrilled about it. Oh, absolutely! I'm stoked that we we've gotten again, and I'm hoping for
1: an Ant Man four, as I mentioned. But I know we're talking about Quantum Mania here. Yes, I would be remiss as a huge Star Wars fan if I didn't quickly take a moment to thank you for you know t- doing your part to give us one of the best Luke Skywalker moments ever in the Mandalorian. So I just want to say thank you.
3: Oh man, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun to play around with Favreau and Filoni on that, man. It was it was a blast. Absolutely.
1: Um, But along those lines, you know, I think like Ant-Man yourself, you've gone from small to huge with cult classics uh, like, you know, Bring It On, Yes Man, uh, to now working on massive IP like Star Wars and the Ant-Man trilogy. What goes into working with these larger than life characters in comparison to kind of your earlier work?
3: You know, I think doing the Marvel movies, you know, it certainly has similarities to to any of the movies I've ever done. Um, The work I'd done before Marvel was largely comedic, and that carries through the Ant-Man movies. It's one of the things I loved about it, because, you know, in a world now where, you know, the movie studios are are making fewer and fewer comedies, um, you know, that are released theatrically, the MCU is a place where we can do comedy still, and we can do comedies that are seen around the world, and and not only do the sort of fun character comedy that that Paul Rudd and I have always loved to do, but also to do big physical comedy, to do action sequences that are also sort of comedic set pieces. And for me, visual comedy is just as important as the, the verbal comedy, uh, but it's all character comedy. So for me, it's sort of just a A continuation I think of what I started doing early on in my career and I've it's been really fun to work and again have access to these actors and all these resources absolutely absolutely Um, now I mean you've said that every time you take on a
1: new movie you feel pressure Uh, but you know now you're not just taking on a Marvel movie you're taking on the the start of phase five uh, does, that, does that increase the pressure even more, or are you like, it's, it's old, old bag now, you're, you're used to it?
3: Yeah, listen, no, I, I found myself um, not feeling stressed enough, so I had to increase the, the pressure on myself. <laughs> That's uh, it. And, and, uh, and I said, well, why not kick off an entire phase of, of Marvel movies? Um, <laughs> what, one thing we wanted to do, if we were going to do a third Ant-Man movie, we really wanted to switch it up. Uh, The first two took place in San Francisco. We wanted to finally, we felt like we owed the audience uh, a trip to the quantum realm. We teased it, obviously, in the first two movies. It came in handy in Avengers Endgame for Scott. Uh, But we wanted to spend some time down there. And it also gave us a chance to answer that question of what the hell Janet Van Dyne was doing down there for 30 years. And as we started to develop the story and made the decision to introduce Kang the Conqueror, it made sense. There's a specific reason uh, we find Kang down in the quantum realm, right? He, he's been exiled. And we like the idea that maybe there was a prior relationship between Janet Van Dyne. She hasn't told her family much about her time in the quantum realm, and we find out, oh, there's a reason why. Uh, she came into contact with this uh, this powerful, uh, bad character, and and it did not end well for either of them.
1: No, definitely, definitely not. Um, but, Peyton, uh, from your time... This is going to be a bit of a deep cut here, but final question, I guess. Yes. DJing for, you know, WXYC at the University of North Carolina. (laughs) uh, Can you tell me what goes into the greatest hits of a Marvel movie? And are there any comparisons between DJing for college students in the 80s uh, or university students in the 80s and crafting a Marvel movie uh, for the most hardcore of hardcore fans?
3: Well, okay. so the similarities between being a DJ at WXYC in the 80s to making a Marvel movie would be this, you know. If you're a college radio DJ, which I don't know if you've ever done, but uh, that's a finicky crowd. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, part of it is is entertaining that crowd that's listening to the station, but also kind of showing off how cool your musical tastes are, <laughs> right? And where you're gonna like, oh, you've heard this, but have you heard the alternate version of this or this B side? There's always that thing yeah. of of the balancing act of really obscure, but also the mainstream stuff that that everyone loves, and it's not. Uh, It's not dissimilar from doing a Marvel movie, which is, you know, you do have to tell the stories and and have a certain fidelity to the characters in in the Marvel Comics world because there's expectations and fans have their own relationships with these characters. But there is room to reinvent these characters because it's very different. A a character on the page is very different than a character, you know, in, in the Marvel Universe in live action. Um, and also, it's like you wanna—we got really weird with Quantum Mania. We decided we're oh, yeah. gonna go in the quantum realm. We gotta make it weird and different. And, and you know, we're the what are we the thirty-first MCU movie? It's like we don't want to bore the audience. We don't want to show them stuff they've seen before. We want to show them something different, uh, but right. to do it through the eyes of these characters that they know already. So um, you know, you, you have to switch up the playlist a little bit. You you show them something kind of new that they haven't been exposed to, but you you also want to spend some time with these familiar characters.
1: Well, I think you definitely showed us uh, a really cool mix uh, with this movie. And uh, Peyton, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed the movie. I'm so excited to see what the Ant Fam does next. And for Kang the freaking Conqueror, dude, it's going to be amazing.
3: Yeah. Well, thank (laughs) you, man. I
1: appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Cheers. See you.
0: and we're back and what yeah. a fantastic set of interviews it's again it just blows our mind that we have the opportunity to sit down with these people
1: and you and... see a movie one week and then you <laughs> talk to the people that made it yeah and it's a marvel movie like yeah. it doesn't make sense dude I, before we even talk about the the interviews though I, I, you I mentioned at the top that we, you did get a chance to go uh and attend the canadian premiere and uh you did some great photography, videography. We've got a reel up. we got a TikTok up. Uh, if you want to check out sort of a little breakdown, little montage, uh, some great cosplayers there. Our friend, shout out to Nate Weir, our friend, uh, friend of the show was there hanging out. Um, and uh, yeah, Justin, did you, so what, what, to kind of set the scene for folks, what did you do uh, at the red carpet? Did you interview Catherine again no,
0: no, unfortunately not. I, I, the only reason why is because I, I obviously had the five minutes or the three and a half minutes with her uh, yeah. in the interview. So it didn't really make sense for me to, to jump in. Plus, I was solo. Um, usually, if I'm running if camera. If I was there, dude, I yeah, would have been. Yeah, then it would have been a different yeah, situation. Any of the other geeks, but everyone's kind of uh, out and about right now, busy with other things. Oot boot. Yeah, oot and a boot um, yeah, a across <laughs> Canada. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was, you know, they still found a place for me to do some photography and, and film uh some stuff uh, anyone who knows me they know I like to just make content in general so I was able to make a more or less a highlight reel of of the event and highlight you know the fans and the event itself and of course Catherine Newton walking down uh this red carpet talking looking to looking incredible by yes. the way yes yeah she is like let me just say like she is a fashionista Fashion. she Holy. is she knows uh what looks good she's very confident um but yeah it was it was a real delight uh we I was able to connect with uh, our some of our peers uh, the movie podcast guys were uh, were also on the red carpet uh, they have some content out right now for you yeah. to enjoy where they actually did do an interview uh, so I got a little bit of them one take news was there mm-hmm. um, and yeah there you know a lot of other outlets were also there you know catherine was was so kind she took the time and Went to to the fans, signed you know posters, and and took selfies, and you know she she jumped in with the cosplayers and took some photos. So, you know this was very much a a, a big experience for her, and of course all happening in and around her birthday, uh, which which was which was so a lovely cool. Little like, she what says cool it in the interview. To, yeah. yeah, I know she says in the interview she, she'll never forget it. It's all associated yeah. now with it, and actually. I uh, believe we we didn't talk about it, but I had read that she actually got the news that she was going to be in quantum mania in and around her birthday as well. So not wow. only did she get the news, but now like the last coming year out. And, then, yeah, and then I think it whole... was uh, probably two years ago, if I'm two not mistaken. Oh, OK, that would make um, sense. Yeah. So. You know, it's 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 nice. As I mentioned, it's it's nice that all of these things are sort of happening in and around the same time. And as she says, it's it's something that she won't forget. So uh, it was really great. But you know, earlier before the premiere, uh, I did get to go and do this interview with her, which um, I got to say, I was like I was like prepared as prepared yeah. as I could be because like you know when you're in person, the nerves get to you, you know, a little yeah. bit. And I sure. I was ready to rock. And I, I thought I was sailing through five minutes. I was rushing, and I was actually quicker. Then five minutes. Um, but, you know, still the time that I had with her was great. You know, what I love is that she really does in a nutshell summarize who Cassie Lang is in this moment in Quantum Mania, which is so familiar to the six year old that we knew. Right. Like, yeah, you know, very, very endearing, very passionate, very loving to her father. And, you know, now we get to see a more grown up version of her here.
1: And, she, you know, I love how she talks about really seeing uh, a lot of heart from Cassie in this movie. And I think Catherine Newton brings so much heart to this role. Uh, and I love, uh, you know what? Again, we talked about her fashion. I think in order to pull off some of the outfits that you see her, pulling it off uh, through, I've, you know, obviously every time we, we interview these folks, I'm like, okay, I got to find all the social media got to follow all of them and do all this stuff. And so seeing her, you know, nine costume changes uh, in the last, I'd think, you know, two days, but she, you know, I love how confident uh, she is, uh, you know, not only in, in, you know, getting to play this character, but in herself. And so the idea that she is her own hero, she's killing it, man. She is freaking yeah. killing it. Um, I thought and, it was a really uh, great response yeah, to, great to acknowledge
0: response. the fact that, you know, she is her own hero because she manifested this, as, as I said, like she, mm-hmm. she wanted it, she wished for it and sure enough, it happened. And it's and it's great to see these stories kind of happen. I think it's almost parallel to Iman Valani playing Ms. Marvel, you know yep. what I mean? A lifelong Marvel fan who had the opportunity and, you know, Marvel recognized, you know, her passion, her sincerity, and they, they casted her. And I think the same could be said about Catherine Newton is that, you know, she brings, as you said, such heart to the character of Cassie Lang that makes her matter so much more. And, and obviously, her character will become... I think far more important in future MCU movies but here we really get to see the evolution of the familial connection that her and Scott you know have and you know we talk about it quite a bit in our our review which we won't really get into right now but uh, you know the two really worked well together uh, on screen.
1: And I got to say, I love the golf question. The Her answer of Groot makes so much sense. Like being able it, to manipulate hand, the trees. Well, not, right, not only to move that. He, oh, his hand is his is his club. club. And okay. he could
0: change it to any club that he needs. Justin, he's like, he's his own caddy, right? I he need to, to be tell be you right nine-wood. now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Listen to
1: me. Your question. And even you just telling me the design for how you would design a Groot golfing made me want something so bad that I don't know if we'll ever get which is something that we haven't had since like the PS2 era but you remember back in like the early 2000s when like everyone had a kart racing game like every there was a kart yeah. racing Star Wars game right like you're it talking, didn't matter you're an MCU um, dude Marvel golf game. golfing game <laughs> with like chibi style Marvel <laughs> characters and you go up against Kang and his variants are you kidding me yeah. like you could have an unlockable Catherine Newton outfit for Cassie Lang like dude that'd be cool th- Listen, if you're a developer and you're listening to this somehow, please, please make it happen. You know, put it on Switch. Put it on mobile. I don't care where you put it. Just make sure it controls well. Give me a Marvel golf game because that would be awesome. It's
0: funny, though. It's funny because she said Groot. I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. I did say I did have a Hulk. I I thought She-Hulk because she could be both intimidating and she can be a bit of a shit talker, too, on the greens. You know, that's right. Uh, But uh, we both thought of Kate Bishop, because Kate Bishop, mm-hmm. obviously, her, her strength is her her sort of accuracy, very Hawkeye-esque. So I think a game of golf for, for Kate Bishop would be a pretty easy task.
1: And I am saying this in jest. I promise you, this is not a spoiler for the movie in any way, mm-hmm. uh, and very much in jest. But, you know, she said Kate Bishop, dude. Maybe she knows something about a future relationship that we don't know. I, You know, who knows? Uh, um, but, you know, but maybe Peyton Reed knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's talk about
0: the interview with Peyton Reed because, like yeah. you said, it was an eight-minute interview. There was a lot of great uh, highlights from it. I think I appreciate the the honesty of his perspective in the the filmmaking approach. You know, the idea that he comes from roots that is 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 comedy, which makes sense yes. for the Ant Man character and how he's been able to naturally scale that up with each iteration of the movie, from Ant Man One to Ant Man Two, and now here in this massive epic. Movie that is Quantum Mania. I guess it goes without saying, but I love that the discussion really allowed him to kind of hone in and very, in his own words, talk about why he is so passionate about making these ant films.
1: Yeah, it's clear by this point. Like he's he's a pro by this point, right? This is Mm -hmm. his third movie with with Scott Lang, and I think you're right. Yeah, Scott Lang has progressed in the MCU, and and it's it's great to hear him talk about how he really is at this stage where we get to we get this epic. You know giant man sized uh, adventure if you will for Ant-Man and the movie is is so so funny and it's great to hear that he's able to carry his comedic chops over from earlier work like Edgar Wright certainly would have put a great comedic spin on it I'm sure. But it's great to see how Peyton, over this trilogy, has worked with Paul Rudd to blend, you know, the MCU with comedy in the same vein that we've gotten with a James Gunn or a Taika Waititi. Um, but I would even go so far as to say, and you know what, I, I do think that personally, I have laughed harder at situations with the Guardians and with Thor um, than I have with with Ant Man. Um, but from a consistency standpoint. I think Peyton Reed is at least the most consistent uh, in terms of the comedic style that he brings to the MCU.
0: Yeah, and and I love the idea that you know, as you mentioned, you know, Edgar Wright's approach probably would have been very inherent to Edgar Wright and a little less MCU. Whereas I think with Peyton Reed, what we got is the best of both. You know, Mm -hmm. playing in the sandbox of the MCU while still bringing the Peyton Reed approach to how the comedy, how the action, how the story is told. And I think that that that's the success that filmmakers have. If they feel stinted by the box that is the MCU, I think some filmmakers really do find that approach of Acknowledging, I can fit my style into the MCU, and while still celebrating what makes the MCU special, and also honoring the the filmmaking style that I uh, you know believe. And I, you know, he mentioned how there's fewer comedies being made that are being theatrically released. However, with the MCU, that is a an element that can exist and. Comedies don't necessarily get as much of an international release, so these Marvel movies do. So your comedy and these these genre like films are now reaching more audiences. I think that's the right approach as a filmmaker to step into this, into this obviously it can be intimidating world of the MCU, but finding the the benefits, the pros uh, of how your your film will reach more people.
1: And Justin, I love that. That is exactly. What he encapsulates in his last uh, answer for the question that I, yes. I I came up with with the DJ thing like he he you know he he's given us um, you know exactly what we want in an MCU movie thematically yeah. he's given us an Ant Man movie uh, yeah. and he, he's given us a, a big epic MCU movie, but then he also gives us those B-sides, right, with his comedy chops, but then also with the strangeness of the quantum realm, giving us stuff that we never knew we wanted, Uh, and I love that, and I love, I also want to just shout out, I like that we somehow both came up with questions that involved the the past and and history of our uh, of the folks that we were interviewing as mm-hmm. well as the MCU. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to us on that. That was great. Hey, it's
0: it's all about <laughs> collaboration. That's what we're all about here. So, and right. I love that you were able to you know, dig a little deeper into Peyton's past and find out, you know, this lovely little history piece that he was a DJ in the eighties. And he was able to connect it back to the process of making a Marvel movie. And he did it flawlessly. And I think oh, everything I so he mentions, <laughs> everything he talks about where it's, yeah. you know, you have to kind of appease the fandom, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you have to give them something new while also staying, you know, very true to what, what it is. But you also know that there's a level of adaptation it's a mix it's it's a Mm -hmm. mix of of a variety of things and i i honestly believe once you see this movie everything that he says is absolutely true he nailed it he he nailed it entirely with with giving us the weird giving us the b-sides playing into the traditions of the mcu while also again just giving us something entirely new to experience so yeah great great final question and and just a little behind the scenes he the cameras kept running and he did acknowledge like that was a fun question. He did say (laughs) that was a fun question. That's always nice to hear. Yeah. It's always (laughs) nice to hear. And it's also just, it must mean that like, again, for him, it's just another way to articulate what it what goes into making these movies but connecting it back again to, his, to history and, and a past that uh, past life if you will as a mm-hmm. dj so bravo yeah again another huge thanks to marvel studios canada and disney studios canada for setting everything up for us uh they are good friends of ours and we really appreciate taking part in these interviews so thank you but that is it for our special behind the geeks episode with director peyton reed and katherine newton aka cassie lang from Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, but we are not done talking about this movie. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we will have our spoiler-free review out tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, so you can hear all of our thoughts about this movie. So you'll definitely want to tune in for that. But that's it for us. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, feel free to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to write into the show... And let us know your thoughts on any of the interviews we've done or any of the things that we cover. Well, you can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at geekcentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. And speaking of interviews, we do have video components. Of this interview mm-hmm. available on YouTube, it's just the interview. So if you want to see a little bit more of our faces and some of the reactions, yeah, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/slash/geekcentric. Also, we have a TikTok. Uh, we are ticking and talking. Uh, we are posting <laughs> uh, highlight reels from from interviews uh, of the past. Um, I posted a bunch for past Marvel directors that we were fortunate enough to. Um, that we were fortunate enough to interview leading up to this lovely interview with Peyton Reed. Um, So those are all available on our TikTok and on our Instagram and our Reel section. Also, keep in mind, we have a variety of other content covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, movies and TV shows from the Geekiverse, including not one, but two different watch clubs going on right now, Uh, We have our Watch Club for The Bad Batch Season 2 going up every Wednesday around 3 p.m. Eastern Time, giving you a little bit of time to watch that episode before you join us on our Watch Club. And our second ongoing Watch Club is for The Last of Us. Now, those are dropping at 10 p.m. Eastern Time every Sunday immediately after the episode airs. So you can watch the show and then join us and listen to our thoughts. Uh, I know we were a bit (laughs) divided on episode five um But it, a lot of people loved it, so I must yeah, be man. the crazy
1: one. You are. Who? who uh, well, <laughs> you're infected. Your brain is rotting. That's what's happening. <sighs> no,
0: I just think I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm not miffed by this game adaptation. <laughs> um But, anyways, those are available for you to enjoy right now. And plus, we got a ton of other stuff coming your way. We got more reviews. We got a whole bunch of stuff. So, so hit the bells, like, subscribe all that stuff so you know when our latest episodes drop. Nate, thank you so much for joining me for this quantum size behind the geeks special. And, as we say, love ya. Peace.